0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers take the bragging rights in the final Old Firm game of the season with a 2-0 win So what now for both sides? Does this affect Neil Lennon's job prospects and can Steven Gerrard compete next season? And of course we've got a huge game at the bottom between St Mirren and Hamilton Ackies as well I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. The Neil Lennon debate rages on but maybe the question isn't should Neil Lennon get the Celtic job? Maybe the question should be does Neil Lennon want the Celtic job? His remit was to get eight in a row over the line after Brendan Rodgers left. He did that. And he deserves more respect than he's been shown so far for doing so. But Ibrooks yesterday was a watershed moment for Celtic. The wage bill is too high. The deadwood's too high. The need for new players is obvious. The remit is ten in a row or else. Neil Lennon has a Celtic legacy. Maybe he'll want to hold on to it. And Rangers fans across the city waking up delighted this morning Alex Ray and you can understand why Absolutely Gordon It was a comfortable win for Rangers in the last Old Firm match It was also a big win for Kamarnock with that dubious penalty And then we have this game tonight with Hamilton and St Mirren Big one Lots of questions Hugh coming out of the game yesterday I sort of alluded to them in, in the headlines Neil Lennon's situation is going to take the, the, the headline if you like It's Celtic But f- for Rangers the fans are excited again It becomes about Okay, what what does this mean? Is there such a thing as a marker? Can you go and compete for silverware next season? Yeah. Let me say right away, Rangers have had a trophyless season and Celtic have won eight in a row and might actually have a treble treble by the twenty fifth of May. However, Stephen Gerrard I think is one transfer window away from having a very good side who could I underline could win the league next season. Celtic have to respond to what is going on They need a manager on a permanent basis They need a head of recruitment The deadwood is too high They'll have to get that wage bill of £60 million down uh, So Celtic have to have a response to what's going on at Ibrooks. I do know that Celtic have dominated Scottish football entirely for three years That is not to say that someone can't Mm. come along and threaten your domination. They have to have a good summer. Sorry, can I just ask a question there, Hugh, in terms of the the £60 million wage budget has to be reduced. Why is that due to the fact that they've posted record uh, turnover? If they're going to go and get a big manager, is he going to be happy coming into an environment where they're reducing, cutting back? So these are the factors that you know we have to take into account. I think we can delve into that sort sure. of stuff maybe another time. I'm wondering about the, the bigger picture with regards to yesterday's game, Alex. So yeah. the Rangers fans, you know all too well, they've had a couple of these false dawns before. They've, they've thought that this was the time, but can this one be the time, if you like? Because two wins against Celtic this season, that's something yeah, they hadn't previously been able to manage. Individually, players who show that they can get the better of their, their opposite number in these games as well. Is that Does that have to be the belief for the summer That they can come yeah. back and compete next I season? I think that's the thing they can take from the game Gordon I think when you go back to December Everyone felt as if there was going to be a title challenge And it, and it petered out They, they couldn't uh, re, regain the form That they showed in that They were uh, inconsistent If you're from a Rangers perspective You watch that again On the back of that You're encouraged I keep reiterating how important the transfer window is The, the need for quality the need for Steven Gerrard to be backed And he will feel as if If he can identify the right talent Because they need strength and depth Gordon They've obviously signed Jones And Stewart And 
Well, hasty. Uh, hasty as well So they've brought these young guys in as well To nurture them For me they're not starters So they have to bring mm. in better quality Steven Gerrard says They dominated in every department Against Celtic yesterday And he says Desire was the key to the result He also says he didn't see the incident Between John Flanagan and Scott Brown What did you make of the game yesterday? Let's hear it 0141 951 1025 Outstanding, I think from from start to finish. I think we've we've built on the last four or five performances really, and um, that's probably been the best out of them all. And it had to be, you know. I, I said last week we started the game very well, but the majority of last week's performance wasn't a, wasn't enough to win today because Celtic are a good team, got top players, and um, we're very respectful to, to their achievements and probably what they're going to go on to achieve in a couple of weeks. So it's very important we show that respect, but. Today was about Rangers from start to finish. We dominated in every department, so the players deserve a lot of credit. We're no one without desire. I think to achieve things at the top level of football, there's certain words that have to be non-negotiable, and desire is one of them, especially here with this crowd. Uh, you'll be found out very quickly if you don't show desire, whether that's individually or collectively. So, yeah, you're right. I think that was there in abundance today, and we need to carry that into next year as well. I haven't seen the incident, so I don't want to say too much on it. Desire Was that the key yesterday? Without doubt I said at the top of the programme yesterday Gordon That they had to get in Celtic's faces The way they went about their business uh, You know they pressed right for the off Kent win the ball back from Lustig And then resulting from that initial free kick They got the goal It gave them the confidence It got the crowd going uh, And Celtic did not recover from that point And then on the flip side From Celtic's perspective Hugh Keevans That, that would be a worry If a team comes and shows more desire than you Then that that's not good well, Neil Lennon uh, had a damning assessment of his own team's performance, which no doubt we'll hear later on in the programme. Uh, so it's not the dreaded media saying it, it's the interim manager of Celtic saying it, that they were flat and uh, some looked as if they were simply fulfilling the fixture. It was an awful performance from Celtic. Here's Neil Lennon, then we'll take a call from Robert and Newlands. Poor, very poor. Lacked energy and desire and lack quality. The hungrier team won today and I think that's the biggest criticism criticism we're going to lay at the players' feet really. The hungrier team won. We look flat and we look like we were just fulfilling the fixture today and that's obviously it's not good enough. It's a red card, again. How the referee's not giving that as a red card, I don't know. It's just a elbow into his face. You know, their bench is shouting, oh, it's him again, but it's a clear elbow into his face. I mean, John's got his hands up first of all, Brownie's moving to get away and then he elbows him in the in the jaw. It's a straight red card. It's totally unacceptable and unacceptable for the referee not to give a red card. Now, I'm not distracting away from the rest of the game where we were second best, but the laws of the game are it's a, it's a red card and you can dress it up any way you want. You elbow somebody in the face, you're off. So they've got away with one there. Maybe it's because it's Brownie again? I don't know. But it's a straight red card. Anyway, let's not get away from the fact that we were, we were flat today and uh, deserved to lose the game. Yeah, a truthful assessment by Neil Lennon I mean he obviously asked the question about John Flanny And that's why he has gone on about it But he's very very clear That he doesn't want that to deflect From the fact that Rangers were by far the better side And thoroughly deserved to win the game And yes I am aware that social media shows Jozo Seminovic and Jermaine Defoe clashing But the footage on social media is inconclusive So I can't help you out there But the Celtic captain himself, Scott Brown, said it wouldn't have made any difference if they'd sent John Flanagan off. Rangers would probably have won the match anyway. Robert is in Newlands. As a Rangers fan, Robert, what pleased you most about yesterday? Uh, Glenn Kamara. I thought he was superb from the moment that 
he, he, he touched the ball and then he was just superb for the whole 90 minutes and he's probably the, the greatest steal in the, our club's history 50k from Dundee absolutely brilliant say a great uh, recruitment in the Rangers front but the point I was going to make tonight is the one conclusion that I did make after the game although we were man to man the better team and if you do even if you did do take the John Flanagan incident into account if it went uh, if it went in the red card perspective then it would have we probably still would have got the result but the one conclusion I did make was that we really do actually need to start invest uh, and take the uh, the transfer, uh, if the transfer rumours are true and if Marcy are interested, sell Morelos and get Ken in immediately. That should be our priority for the summer. You know, don't do what Celtic did and not rise to it and get like, the players like McGinn who they were going for or trying to re-sign Patrick Roberts. We need someone like Ken in the team if we're going to even have a sniff at the title next season. Now, we've already started our recruitment drive with the, the likes of the pre-contract signings, which are superb. But Kent has proved in a Rangers jersey that he wants to play for this club, and we need to. The asking if the asking price is fourteen million, we need to find a way to pay it. Whether it's selling or one of our main assets, which I know will be a sacrifice. But let's be honest, he almost sacrifices the league opportunity. So, I think we need to start investing in Ken and then look to the future and hopefully a title race next season. It's fine. You've got it all figured out for Ryan Kent, Hugh yeah. Evans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite simple. Robert, you wait until the 2nd of June You hope that Liverpool have won the Champions League Steven Gerrard goes down to Anfield Everyone hugs and embraces him And he says, listen You couldn't do me a favour, could you? And let Ryan Kent come up the road for another season uh, And then you'll get him But it's a statistical fact That Rangers' best run of the season Six games undefeated has been achieved largely without Alfredo Morelos. So I don't think that Ibrooks would fall down if Morelos was sold. Uh, whether Rangers would take a large percentage of the money for Morelos and buy Ryan Kent, I'm not sure. But that's my other solution. Go down when they're all full of champagne and ask for him. Listen, I said yesterday in the show the importance of Ryan Kent. For me, it was really bright in uh, periods yesterday within the game. He causes people a lot of problems when he is driving up, he can go inside, he can go outside. And when you're able to do that and you have the pace and, and, and from a standing start as well, he can drive past people. So to try and get him signed, Gordon, would be massive. Come back to the Kamara thing. I, I love the fact what Robert said there and says, you've got to be the best 50 grand spent, the best signing in history, that type of thing. I would argue that Boomsong and, and, and Dado Prussell, who we got for nothing, but were quite uh, above that at the moment. But the kid's shown really good promise. He can manipulate the ball, he can dictate games, he's mobile, and he has a good future at the club. And you saw it, in a, you know, in, encapsulated with that second goal. You know, he wins yeah, the ball, skips away from Scott Brown, picks the pass. It's relying on a great understanding yeah, from Jermaine Defoe, but is that. Exactly what Rangers fans will be hoping to see more of From Absolutely. Glenn Kamara going forward Stephen Davis is a prime example of that Gordon Because for me he's the one that actually sees the forward passes I, I watch all the other midfielders And Kamara highlighted he has it in his locker yesterday I'd love to see the midfielders do that more Drive at people Look to probe passes Look to do diagonals But that all stems from movement Understanding And then executing the delivery And since Stephen Davis came into the, the reckoning Kamara seems to be doing that more as well So he will learn from the guys on the pitch Stephen Gerrard will be coaching it Gary McAllister So the development is just a kid and, and he will progress Final word to you Robert Well I'm um, After what Alex said I think I've got to agree With him Darryl first of all It's so worth <laughs> superb And that's when I kind of Started becoming like A real regular eyebrow So And they were extremely happy guys. But 
No, I mean, absolutely high spirits from yesterday. Celtic, Celtic can make excuses saying that it didn't mean anything. How can an old firm not mean anything? I mean, come on. You're talking about one of the biggest club games in the world, so I'm not buying it. But a superb result yesterday, and let's hopefully that we can work from it from next season. That's what I can ask for. Great stuff. Thank you to Robert in Newlands. It's 0141-951-1025 if you want to add anything. Paul's in Kirk and Tillock. Hi, Paul. Hey, hi, guys. Hi, Alec. Hi, hi Paul. Hi there. Where did it go I wrong yesterday for your team, Paul? Uh, oh, it, it went wrong basically for the start. Uh, two minutes in, when uh, the Rangers go for in, and we never really get started. Didn't look interested and looked very flat. Uh, and the one chance we did have at Celtic, I would say the total wrong guy, uh, who appears to be like a nervous wreck. What about the bigger picture then, Paul? Does this worry you ahead of next season or are you a bit more uh, calm about the full thing? No, to be honest, it doesn't really worry me. Uh, yesterday it annoyed me, obviously. Uh, and I know the last caller said, how can you say it doesn't mean anything? And the, the scale of bragging nights, it doesn't mean something. But really, Celtic have, Celtic have got the league wrapped up and every every game they've had to win Scotland when it mattered, they've, they've, they've done it. When, when the chips are down, they've filled it out. It reminds me of when I was growing up, going to the games, the Tommy Burns era and Rangers in the middle, quite often Celtic would win the last Old Firm game of the season, the once the league was won, and you thought, this is it, we're back, we're back. But Rangers would just go out, say their players, and it would be the same thing the, the, the next following year. Uh, it, it just highlighted a bit the Celtic squad time much, and he's refreshed. Mm. Uh, and it definitely does need work done yet. We were missing a lot of players yesterday. It's not an excuse. These guys should be able to go up for it. But they really missed any kind of creativity. Uh, Tom Roddick, since he's come back for the World Cup, has been, he's not turned up at all. You know? I, think, I do, I do yeah. take your point. That I remember the, the, the days of Tommy and the, you know Celtic's year at Hamden, for example. Rangers had won the league comfortably, but... Went to Hamden for the final Old Firm game and Celtic beat them three nothing. You know, they take the, the the foot off the accelerator. It's as simple as that. What Paul and other Celtic supporters should not do, though, is assume that life will just go on in this way, because although Rangers have had another trophyless season, although Rangers did not make the final of either domestic cup competition, there are obvious signs of improvement there, and I repeat. Stephen Gerrard may be one transfer window away from having a very good team. They are the beginning of a good idea, Rangers. And it would be very dangerous for Celtic supporters to get complacent. I was, sorry, Hugh, I was just actually going to say in terms of, I think Paul mentioned they replenished the squad. And I looked at the squad today, Gordon, I think they had about 18 or 19 players. Within that 19 players, they probably had 14 who had contributed and had been regulars to the squad. I try to think about how many players you would actually need to add to that. For me, it's around about the eight... To 10 players that Celtic have to recruit this summer And that's worth the two guys That he mentions Forrest and Tierney within that group So for me they still have a lot of work to do And again it goes back to Hugh's point In terms of recruitment Who's a manager mm. And as the time creeps on Who is actually going to be signing these guys Because it's, you know, it's getting tight I mean we kicked off by praising Rangers And deservedly so for the, for the desire For the midfield play of, of Glen Kamara and so on In contrast you, you couldn't pick a player that got, that got past marks for Celtic Really could you? Gordon I have to be honest with you See the way that they actually started And set up 
for the life of me, I couldn't understand why they went with the, the, the wing backs and what, what they did. Uh, people would say it was, uh, you know, because of the, a necessity, but there was ways round about that. I and mean, when you look at Mikey Johnson playing at right wing back for me, I just couldn't get my head around it. And I, I haven't spoken to a few guys. I said on the show yesterday, leading up to the show, they were going, we look about powder puff. I said that before the game yesterday. That was our concerns, and it proved to be that way. Paul, what does this mean for Neil Lennon? Does it mean anything for Neil Lennon? Well, yeah, I think it does. Uh, I don't think it looks great for Neil Lennon, but as yet, I've, and the club have come out and said, as yet, I've not heard a MD else that would come in that would do, that's more kind of qualified to do the job. Uh, I have heard that some of the, the French guys don't really understand that, that it's a total different way of management to Brendan Rodgers where he was very put his arm down and tell you what you wanted to hear but Neil Lennon's maybe a bit more of a kind of old-fashioned manager I get the same kind of feeling that when Ronnie Dyler was the Celtic and when Celtic lost the penalty shootout to Rangers the same kind of panic uh, for a manager uh, and I, I, I really hope if it's going to be Neil Lennon or whoever it's going to be that Dermot Desmond is, is quite willing to kind of Smash the cash Hugh is this a, Is this a similar Watershed moment To that semi-final Because that That semi-final Knocked Celtic out of a cup It meant uh-huh. they didn't have Another trophy To add to the league Whereas this one Doesn't really impact What Celtic win Or, or, or don't win this season Is this enough to To jolt people Inside Celtic Park To say Oh okay Neil Lennon's not the man Let's look elsewhere When Ronnie Dyla's time was up Dermot Desmond decided That he couldn't watch A manager with a team whose fitness was dropping, uh, whose appeal to the Celtic support was dropping, uh, and uh, Rangers beating Celtic was the final straw. So he spent significant money to get Brendan Rodgers in. Obviously, the situation with regard to Neil Lennon is different because Celtic have now won eight trophies in a row. And I think respect should be shown to Neil Lennon, who was a terrific Celtic player and previously won titles and took them to the last 16 of the Champions League as a Celtic manager. I, I think some of the things being said by Celtic supporters about Neil Lennon are disrespectful. I don't think he will get the job. I don't. But he should be given due credit for taking over when Brendan Rodgers left and the fans were in a state of disarray and distraught. He got them over the line. That was his remit. He has done so and he deserves thanks for that. But I'm not sure that Neil Lennon wants the Celtic job because he admitted that getting eight in a row over the line was the toughest thing he had ever faced. And I looked at him yesterday and I just wondered if he wanted to keep his Celtic legacy intact. His legacy of having gone to a European final with Celtic, of having won league titles as a Celtic player. Surely he'd want to add to it though. Absolutely. Well... I'm not entirely convinced that you know Neil would have to speak for himself. You're out asking me my mm. interpretation of events. One four one nine five one one zero two five. We will hear more from Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's dot com.
Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here Give us a call or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB Lots of reaction coming into yesterday's game Paul says Celtic have not convincingly beaten anyone Since Neil Lennon came in Flat displays in two games where Aberdeen bottled it Are not impressive If £3 million was spent on Brendan Rodgers After the semi-final in 2016 Then the £10 million compensation we got for him Should be spent on a decent manager and Craig Logan says I sent a tweet on Saturday That the fear factor was gone And Rangers would win 3-0 Well it was 2-0 Going on 6 Well deserved We've handed Celtic the title I mean Hugh Not everyone can get the, the exact scoreline prediction correct No no so, but Just me really uh, First time for everything What is it they say about a broken clock Exactly um, Yes the fear factor has gone Celtic cannot lord it over Rangers As they did for two seasons Under Brendan Rodgers When the phrase was the score will be what Celtic want it to be and pretty much that was the case but that's gone now and that's why I say it'd be dangerous for the Celtic supporters to get complacent to say that yesterday's match was meaningless and signifies nothing but it, uh, Stephen Gerrard is coming close to a team who could win the league and Celtic had better acknowledge that and respond to it because They've been fantastically consistent Eight trophies in a row But some players now look seriously jaded Gaz is in Tradeston What are you thinking after yesterday Gaz as a Celtic fan? Um, I'm obviously disappointed Gordon But um, I just I kind of think it's been a massive overreaction um, I kind of think we didn't really learn anything We didn't know what was going to happen We always knew we were going to have to get a new manager uh, We knew there was going to be a massive squad rebuild Um Again, so as Celtic fans, we knew that was going to happen, so I'm not really sure what's changed. Um, as I said, I think it's been a huge overreaction. Um, granted, Rangers have won the last six games and they have improved, but I mean, these these are essentially friendlies for them for next season. Um, and as time and time again, it's been a season they haven't kind of stood up to that pressure. So I think it's maybe more about that. And I don't know. I just I just think it's been a massive overreaction from um, Celtic fans, probably more than anything else. Well, I make the point again that Rangers uh, have had a trophyless season again, did not make either domestic cup final, and yet left to a standing ovation yesterday. And I think, guys, that's because the Rangers supporters can see that they are gradually building under Steven Gerrard a team capable of winning the league. And while the overreaction may come from Celtic supporters who are disappointed or Rangers supporters who were. Well, Tremendously excited by it all The bottom line is That Celtic need to respond in the summer Need to make the right managerial appointment Need to get a director of recruitment Need to try and remove as much of the dead wood as possible And get in proper players Not the low knees that You know haven't worked out The last transfer window Timothy Weir He'll be gone Has it gone in gone, fact yeah. Tol Jan He'll be gone Ollie Burke He'll be gone Izagiri He'll be gone you know, it's it's time for Celtic to get serious if they want to achieve their own holy grail of ten in a row. Gaz, you said the squad needs a rebuild. What does that look like then? Who's who's finished as far as you're concerned? Um, Lustig for starts. Um, Izagiri, obviously. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I think we need another striker. Um, maybe again. I do you know what it is. He's actually starting eleven. Like it's not too bad. Maybe they didn't have three or four players for that, but it's just kind of the backup. After playing 60 games a season, um, the quality that's came in hasn't mm. been um, anywhere near as good as the first 11. So I think it's maybe more to do with that as well. But um, you know, there primarily, was a time, I'd be looking at the defence. There was a time, guys, when Celtic had uh, Edward 
Dembele and Griffiths And now there's just Edward uh, so clearly that's an area that has to be looked at And all over the, the, the back line has to be looked at as well Alex, I don't think it's particularly fair to single out individual players too much When the team performance was so bad But a prime example of that failure to, to step in and take your chance Would have been the likes of Oliver Burke yeah. yesterday James Forrest is the player of the year If he's not in the team it's bound to be a blow However, you've, you're, you're well within your rights to expect a, a guy of his uh, Well, transfer fees for, for one thing To come in and Make a bit more of an impact Yeah he Gordon For the first 30 minutes He was He was a strike partner With Edward uh, Yesterday I'm looking at Rangers I'm saying before the game Why not Allow him to go Toe to toe With John Flanagan Power and pace Just allow him to run at him See if he can get some joy The way that Rangers Had shaped up Down the, the kind of the, the lines of the Width of the 18 yard box Rangers were really condensed And it was It was crying out for width And he didn't have that Because Mikey Johnson Was so far back but you're absolutely right in what you, you're saying in terms of Ollie Burke. He has not uh, had the ground running. I, I read an article today uh, when he first came up saying he could be the Gareth Bale. He just needs to get his career up and running. For me, he hasn't hit the heights at all up here. And I'm really struggling to find where that boy goes. He needs to get, get a position. Oh. He needs to play a regular run of games also. Because I think he's moved for about 25 million quid, Gordon. You're lucky if he's played 40 or 50 games. And for all it was a very convincing Rangers win, Hugh. If he sticks away that easy chance, you'd... You just never know it. Maybe at sure. the very least, it maybe makes it a nervy yeah, finish to last the game. Five minutes, yeah. And it, it was a bit of a sitter, wasn't it? I mean, well done, Wes Fotheringham for for, for reading it and getting down. But yeah. as a striker, you're or an attacker, you're expected to score. Yeah, it was a sitter, and therefore he played two derby matches in one day. He's first and he's last because he's not hanging around. The you know he doesn't fit, doesn't look right, doesn't seem to be enjoying himself here. So that relationship will come to an end. After cup final day Gordon you were saying uh, About what Celtic need When you look at uh, Boyata Benkovic is saying today That he might come back But if he doesn't They need two centre-halves Guaranteed Because I'm not sure The boy Henry Is going to be about Too no. much longer I think Iron Simonovic Has done really well In the last couple of months So they will most certainly stay Lustig uh, Would have signed a new contract By now So I think he may well go The interesting thing about Izagiri He was in the media last week Saying he's already been offered A one year extension You Mm-hmm. Which was a, was a surprise to me Because I, For the fact that he didn't even play yesterday Gordon would suggest that he's on his toes Gaz you said that you already knew Celtic needed a, a manager So you were Unconvinced by Neil Lennon Before yesterday's game What effect did yesterday's game have on it? Did it just Underline that for you? I just kind of solidified What I'd already thought To be honest with you um, As you've heard a million times Everybody kind of wants Neil Lennon to have the job But It's just It's just not working For whatever reason um, I think the difference between him and Rogers is obviously massive. Um, completely different characters, completely different ways of working. Um, a lot of rumours coming out of Lennox Town that, it's, that even the staff aren't kind of happy with uh, Neil Lennon how he operates. So this has been a completely different. Um, uh, the whole kind of vibe, no, just, so. hold, just hold on a second there. You know that's unfair. You know you've, you've presented us with unsubstantiated rumours about Neil Lennon's relationship with the staff at Lennox Town. That's unfair. You know, we can look at his uh, team on the park. We can look at his team selection yesterday. Oh, no, definitely. But so, you, you, you know, that, really but, that's why, but that's why I said at the start of the programme, Neil Lennon's remit was to steady the ship after Brendan Rodgers left for Leicester and to get eight in a row over the line. The league was all that mattered to Celtic. He has done so. So, at least show him respect for having done that. Uh, 
to come up with unsubstantiated well, rumours. Gaz did admit there were rumours, you know, he wasn't making any serious accusations. I just think it's unfair. The man's not here to defend himself and you're saying the staff don't like him. Hugh, yeah. do you know the interesting thing that surprises me? And I, and I know some of the performances haven't been great. Out of the 12 games, Gordon, eight wins, mm-hmm. three draws, and one defeat. What that about that? It's not bad at any level. Yeah, what about that, Gaz? In terms of the big picture, if and I appreciate it, it's an if Neil Lennon wins the Scottish Cup, so he's managed to see the treble over the line, or certainly two two thirds of it, um, and he's lost one game within that time. Is that that's still not enough for you? No, do you know what? It's an amazing record, but um, and again, it's like we've got a duel a few times, but I'm just I, I'm just not convinced. And the kind of one of the things that hasn't convinced me is that I kind of feel like he's not being himself. He's not been the Neil Lennon we all know and love from the past he's kind of like turned into this he's, it's like he's kind of trying to be or he's been told to be kind of like Rogers kind of calm and quiet and it's not really his style and it's it's. I think it's quite easy to see when he's on the touchlines and in the press and stuff He's he seems a lot more I don't a lot quieter and I kind of think that he's he just doesn't kind of come across like genuine Guys can I ask you just a question before we, we let you go and I'll make it brief could that could that be the circumstances though? Because he's the interim manager, you know. You just it's, it's a lot different from actually being the manager. You can be yourself. You can express yourself. You can get your own players in. Whereas this is a kind of unnatural position for Neil uh, throughout the ten years that he's managed. Oh, definitely, Alex. But it's like if somebody says to you, "Try and be Hugh Evans," you couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, oh. it's, it's, <laughs> it's getting higher every day, son. I'm trying my best. <laughs> it's a hard. It's a hard thing to try and be someone else. You can only be like. Especially in management, you can only be the way that you are with people. So I, I don't know. It just feels like he's it's, it's been kind of told to do that, and he's not really happy about it, and he's not really coming across the way like um, I'd expect him to. Okay, thank you, Gaz. In Tradeston, there is only one Hugh Evans. Let's be honest. Uh, Stephen Gerrard says they've shown they can compete with Celtic. He's challenging his players to do it over the course of a season, though he's hoping they can take belief and take it into the next campaign. We should take a lot of belief and confidence from this performance and this result. And um, you know, if you analyse the four derby games. I think we've been more than a match and that hasn't been the area where we've fell short. We've drew too many games elsewhere and then um, there's been one or two disappointing defeats within there as well. But it's 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 a huge challenge here. Uh, just because we've won today and performed very well, it doesn't make it any easier for next year. Um, Celtic are not going to go away, they're going to improve and then um, there's still the target for us. To, to try and knock them off the perch so as I say we're, we're very respectful to the challenge and the opposition but we have to take confidence and belief from games like this and I think at our best we've shown that we can compete and beat them um, but we have to do it over uh, a longer period of time and that's a bigger challenge and you have to do it in cup competitions when it comes down to a one-off game so that's the challenge moving forward can we be better over a longer period can we be more consistent over a longer period or if it gets to a stage where we meet them in a cup competition can we perform at that level because that level beats them Thomas is a Rangers fan in Easterhouse what do you make of that Thomas then all this talk about progression and gaps and markers for next season where are your team at at the moment um, alright Paul how are we doing good thanks um, I don't think there's there is a gap Listen, obviously we've came through where we came through the third division so there's got to be a gap but I don't think it's ever been as big if people made it out to be, I think Rangers, because I think in Scottish Scottish football you can only go so far. Celtic, people keep saying that Celtic can go and spend big in the summer. You can have a hundred million pound to spend in Scotland, but you only want to get a certain level of player. It come here, so I don't think it's ever been that big. I think the problem is the standard player we were bringing in, and this year, if you look at both teams, 
I think the only difference between them is consistency. Celtic were more consistent and deserve to win the league. There's no doubt about that. And we've, we let ourselves down in big games. But if you look at the signings, like Edward, he's a £9 million player. Is he any better than Morelos or before? I wouldn't say so. And Cham, £4 million. Is he any better than Arfield or Kamara? I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I don't think they're man for man. I don't think they're any better than what we are. I just think they're more consistent. And they had a good manager under Brendan Rodgers. And obviously Neil Lennon came in who could get them over the line because he knows what it's like. But I don't think there's a big gap. I think Rangers are two players away from being there where we need to be. And that's challenging yeah, and taking them on for the league. There's no doubt that uh, yesterday must have been a source of frustration for Rangers supporters in a sense because, uh, you know, the, in all likelihood, the gap between Celtic and Rangers after the final games have been played will be six points. When you consider that Rangers are at Kilmarnock on Sunday, uh, Rangers have dropped seven points out of nine to Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock alone might have won Rangers the league. So, ifs and buts, as Big Derek would say, uh, but you can only measure the gap in terms of this Celtic have won the last eight trophies in a row. By the 25th of May, it might be nine trophies in a row. Rangers are looking for their first big trophy for eight years. So that's what Stephen Gerrard has to do next season. But I repeat, I think he's one transfer window away from having a side that will be serious, serious contenders for the title next season. Yeah, I think the call is right there, Gordon, in terms of what you, you know, you look at the, the... the fine margins um, Stephen Gerrard hit the, the nail on the head there when he said that it's not Celtic has been the issue this season it's been the smaller games and they need to be more consistent for me they need a bigger pool and they need better quality here and I said that yesterday in the bench now whether that's bringing in better loan players or signing better players to get that quality going for example yesterday Celtic on the bench Benkovic 11 million and Sham 4.5 Sinclair 3.5 Toljan 6 million And then you look at the Rangers bench I'm only talking about What they actually paid Now that Some guys you pay 6 million for in their crap But what I'm saying is You know you've got Barisic at 2 Candias at a mil Morelis at a mil Rangers need to Get a bigger pool Better quality players And they'll be able to compete Over the course and distance Because when Celtic Are down to the bare bones They can bring in that better quality Thank you very much Thomas in Easter House We just heard from Stephen Gerrard So we'll do Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here, so give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Lots still to come. Remember, massive game at the bottom wow. tonight in Paisley. St Mirren against Hamilton. Alex, we'll look at it in a bit more Absolutely. detail later, but this time of the season, it's win or bust for St Mirren, really. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, listen, I think a point might well do them tonight, Gordon, due to the fact I've got Dundee uh, at the weekend. So, you know, it's still a fighting chance. But if you're uh, Brian Rice, uh, sorry, a point doesn't do them. They have to win tonight, actually. Sorry, I've got that wrong. Uh, no, they do need to win and uh, it's massive for them. But they've done brilliantly in the, uh, the last couple of weeks, picking up some important points late on. Let's get this absolutely right because it's too important. Would a point do them? Well, still two games four, to go. No, so. Four points between them. No, a point wouldn't do them because then effectively you're a game down. Uh, and, and they can't catch the four well, points. So Sakis would get a point as well. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got that wrong. Listen, it's been a Monday. It's a long weekend. Uh, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We'll deal with that later on. We've also got a nice chance for you for any keen runners out there, or someone who wants to become a keen runner. We've got a nice men's 10k prize for you uh, in the second hour. We're on Twitter. David says Rangers look so much better with Katic playing. 
For me playing Warrow most of the season was a big boo-boo Celtic would still have won the league But it might have been tighter Says David Is, is that is that what yesterday was about as well Alex? Because let's be honest The league table doesn't lie The league table never lies But Rangers are now at, at least at such a level Where they can start looking at Maybe one or two regrets here and there Yeah without a doubt I think um, the game directly after the Old Firm game Against Kilmarnock uh, Defoe and Davis you know, it's, it's, Listen hindsight's a great thing Gordon We can all stand here and go ah, I shouldn't have played them when you look at the form they're hitting now, you're hoping that they come in and have that impact right away and it just took them a little bit longer. So there will be periods throughout the, the season. Uh, that command game with the boy Worrell tried to do the little Cruyff turn. Last wow. man cost it. Rangers were rocking. But even on the back of that, Gordon, they started, reacted a little bit better. But I think Stephen Gerrard, I actually think the group will be better for us as well about how trying to manage things, mm. how we try and dig out results. Uh, it's, it's a new squad altogether. Neil Lennon says Celtic have got a lack of depth in their squad and it cost them yesterday. Believes a lot of work needs to be done in the summer and simply the performance was not good enough for a match like that. It's a rebuilding job, there's no question of that. And I've known that since day one. I think the lack of depth in the squad has been apparent for quite a while and again it manifested itself today. A real lack of quality. Yeah, we, we've known that for quite a while. We got a cup final to look forward to. Obviously, we're disappointed with the performance today, but we know what uh, what's at stake in the next couple of weeks now for us, and uh, that's very important that we don't let anything get in the way from that. But I had to tell the players, whether I'm here or not next year, that that performance is just not good enough for a, a derby. From minute one, where we lose the ball when we got possession, they're not being in the right players, not being in the right positions for a defensive set play. Standing on the outside looking in, and we were just sort of pedestrian all day, lacking physicality, lacking real desire that you require for games of this magnitude. So well, you can't dress it up, it's a poor performance from us. Look, we've come through a lot of big games recently and uh, meaningful games. I'm not saying this isn't meaningful, but you know, quarter finals, semi finals, league games. Got the title won last week, so we've got a cup game to go, cup final to look forward to. Then maybe. I'll know after that Yeah I mean You know The bragging rights Were lost well and truly Yesterday But that's a A one weekend affair uh, It's the big Picture that's important The immediate future For Celtic and Rangers uh, And Neil Lennon Saying It's a rebuilding job Now As I say This is not Some people believe That if you say anything About Celtic Then you know You've got an agenda Against the club And all the usual Nonsense This is Neil Lennon Saying a rebuilding job is required. Eight to ten players here. As many as that? Absolutely. I'm telling you, I looked at that list. Uh, show show us you're working. Not not disagreeing with you. No, I just want you to elaborate. I've seen, seen, seen about 18 or 19 players, Gordon. Four or five of them didn't really feature much. The, the list in Oh, so you're I talking that's at. like the overall number involved. You're not saying Celtic need to sign eight to ten players? No, I am saying that oh, we right, need okay. to sign eight to ten because out of the nine, 18 or 19 players that I've actually got, I've got it on my phone. The only reason why the phone's not on because my, my, <laughs> my mute button and I don't want it to go off, it's not working. So, but I'll have a look, I'll write them down and then I'll say that there was about 14 players. For me, they need about 24 to 25 players to compete if they're getting through the quali mm. qualifiers and then competing all fronts. You need about 24 to 25 players. For me, that suggests that they need about eight or nine players. So on top of what they've already got I'm just a bit confused Absolutely it's Because I think Well there's about I told you there a couple of weeks ago There's 13 or maybe 14 going out So to bring 8 or 10 back in Wouldn't surprise me To bolster that squad mm, Okay uh, Let's speak to John and Parkhead What conclusions did you draw from yesterday John? Hello John Hello Hi John Can you just turn your radio off in the background? Yes two minutes Good man 
could hear Alex Ray coming back at me there. That's right, never that's a good that's thing. That's good man, John. What did you take away from yesterday? That's just things are shocking. The performance and every part of the part of the pitch. To be honest, with Celtic. Who's who's who frustrated you the most? Who's been frustrating you the most? I don't know. I've been right off Scott Brown. I think he's going to be the, the team next year. He's been uh, obviously the heart of the team for years. Uh, I think he's lost his legs. The next season he should be put the team and bring somebody else in. Easier said than done. You know, I know it's easier said than done, but his time's over, in my opinion. That's why Ebui Kuasi was brought to Celtic. Uh, he was to be the Brown replacement. Flopped completely, and he's still there. And he's another one on mm. the the list of missing inside the Celtic Park. So, uh, Scott Brown, you're you're right. You can detect that he's certainly got uh, less time left than he has had in a Celtic jersey. Uh, he's been fantastic. Five hundred appearances for Celtic. He's won all manner of trophies. And I've said on this program before, uh, he will be a very very tough man. To replace mm. uh, Alex I'm trying to You're trying to think back Of every game this season Off the mm. top of your head it, it isn't easy Scott Brown wasn't At his, his best yesterday But then again No Celtic player We said Sort of got past marks He still made a Pretty sizeable con- Contribution this season Has yeah, he not? Uh, my eyebrows were raised there When uh, the caller said that There Gordon John And um, When I look at Some of the performances uh, Was it the command That he had the deflection I think the following game When he stood it up To the back post And there was a late winner as well there's times that when Celtic are huffing and puffing, he's the guy that gets them going. Whether that's a snarl at someone, whether it's a tackle, whether it's just getting the team going in the right direction. Uh, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't start the season as a captain again next year. Is that not the problem, John? Even if you do think that he's he's not what he was, how difficult is it going to be for Celtic to find someone better? It's going to be hard to replace him. But his time's done. That's my opinion. I think his time's done. And he shouldn't be starting the season We should be get rid of him and get somebody else in Well he's been written off before He was written off before Brendan Rodgers got there And Brendan Rodgers got uh, Another point I want to make Good years out of him Wednesday, this show, but He walked into a Brendan Rodgers team Do you know what I mean? He's and putting a team out that's already bought for him So on this treble which is Brendan Rodgers that's done that It's no new winning Well You have to consider the impact When Brendan Rodgers left The Celtic support was distraught now, Neil Lennon maintained stability. That could have gone horribly wrong for Celtic. I know, but it's not him. done the majority. Done everything. Uh, yeah, but he's not. Neil Lennon is not trying to steal anything away from Brendan Rodgers. He's he's already gone on record. Yeah, right yeah, he's gone on record as saying this is Brendan Rodgers' trophy. Uh, but he I gave think... Celtic stability. Neil Lennon. He got it over the line, and for that, surely he deserves a civilized. Level of respect He deserves a clap in, the, clap in the back He didn't deserve to get a job well, no who, one, who would you go with John If you were uh, You had a choice Choice of who? I'm saying if, if Neil Lennon wasn't the manager Who would you like to see in in place? <laughs> a bit hard to pick it up Well you've just said You don't want Neil Lennon Definitely don't want Neil Lennon alright Sometimes you go home And you know what you don't fancy For your dinner But you, you can't really think of something You do fancy Maybe that's what John's thinking I think his time's up as well Who? Just, Neil Lennon's Neil Lennon, Scott Brown Yeah, well You know It's a fairly harsh point of view But Scott Brown is A diminishing power Put it that way Age And 500 appearances Of course You, you begin to lose your legs a little bit So But I don't think he's done Yet 
He'll be there next season That's for sure uh, Neil I Lennon. noticed um, Sorry Hugh Just because we're a bit short for time Can you get your thoughts on this I noticed Chris Hutton Became available today You you know how you, You've got the, the Brighton no. fan club I know, I know Is that one that would do it For the Celtic fans You have to factor in The Celtic fans Gordon And I don't I don't think for a moment That they would see Chris Hutton uh, As a Celtic manager well, you look at the job he's done at Brighton's terrific promotion, and then obviously keeping them in the division this year. I thought it was a FA very Cup semi final as well. Absolutely, you know, you take that into consideration the budgets and the playing style. He's got a good reputation, but I take Hugh's point on board because this is a problem that everyone has now with Celtic. They've had Hollywood. Yeah, they want Hollywood again. Anything less than Hollywood. No good enough, and that's a, they've been spoiled in the last couple of years because of the amount of trophies that Brendan's brought. Or maybe I've maybe I've spun the question wrong. Maybe Stephen Gerrard or Neil Lennon will be the next Brighton manager. <laughs> Who knows? But I think we better leave that one there. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL, and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. Your chance for the real bragging rights against Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray. If you want to play tonight, show off your footballing knowledge and win a signed ball, you need to call us before the news at 7 0141 951 1025. Let's hear from you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here Looking back on a dramatic day at Ibrox yesterday Plenty of more reactions still to come I'm sure So keep the calls coming in on 0141 951 And on Twitter at Clyde SSB We've got a huge game Monday Night Football in Paisley tonight So we'll touch on that in just a second after we play this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Beat the pundit time Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Are here One of them Is going to be going up Against one of you To try and keep The sign ball in the studio Because we've been giving Them away Time and time again In the last couple of nights Gordon DL's been a particular um, Guilty party In all of that Shall we say But we'll give him The benefit of the doubt Hugh Keevans He's had a stressful weekend With his skydive Oh yeah But he, he was out with us On Saturday night For a little bash uh, End of season bash And uh, He's fine Good stuff. Well, let's f- see if the same ball can stay tonight. Sean and Paisley is on the line. How are you, Sean? Sean, can you turn your radio off, please? Hello? Hi, Sean. Can you hear us? Uh, I'm driving back to work, so I might get cut off. Oh, no, we'll be fine. We'll rattle through it, right? I'm hoping you're hands-free, by the way. I'm sure you are. I can tell by the sound of it. Uh, we're going to toss the coin. Hedge, you're up against Hugh Keevans. And uh, tails, it'll be Alex Ray. So... It is Tails It's Alex against Love Sean it. In Paisley I'll give Alex some Clyde too And make sure he can't Hear your answers Sean 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready Sean? Right no worries Who's taken temporary charge Of Dundee Following the departure Of Jim McIntyre? Bye Hamilton's James Keatings Has signed a pre-contract With which Scottish Championship team? Yeah United John Flanagan And which other Rangers player Were booked yesterday? How many Scottish teams has Kenny Miller played for? Five Which current Motherwell striker joined from Portsmouth in 2018? Five Okay, they were quite tough They were tough, they were tough Let's bring Alex Ray back Alex, can you hear us? Yeah, I'm good, thanks Right, same set of questions to you, you ready? Yep Who will take temporary charge of Dundee following the departure of Jim McIntyre? Kenny Miller 
Hamilton's James Keatings has signed a pre-contract with which Inverness. Scottish Championship side? John Flanagan and which other Rangers player were booked yesterday? Kent. How many Scottish teams has Kenny Miller played for? Four. Which current Motherwell striker joined from Portsmouth in 2018? Maine. What nationality is Celtic's Jeremy Tolian? German. And who's been announced as referee for the Scottish Cup final? Wally Collum. Okay. Ah, now, Sean, he was a bit quicker, so he got through more than you. Do you think that could be costly? <laughs> no, possibly no. Ah, let's find out. First one, who's taking temporary charge of Dundee following Jim McIntyre's departure? Is it McPake? It's James McPake, so it was nil-nil after the first question. Who's that? Hamilton's James Keatings has signed a pre-contract with which championship side? It is Inverness. Alex Ray goes one in front. Um, but Sean equalises straight mm. away because John Flanagan was booked. So was Scott Arfield. I think it was, was it for his goal celebration, yes, was yes. it? Uh, so there we go. They were so it was one all after three questions. How many teams has Kenny Miller played for in Scotland? It's six, so still one all. Wow. Uh, which Motherwell striker joined from Portsmouth in 2018? It was Curtis Main. So Alex Ray goes back in front. Uh, what nationality is Jeremy Tolian? He's German, and who's been announced as referee for the Scottish Cup final? It is Willie Collum. So it was quite comfortable in the end, Sean. You had him rattled for a minute, but he's uh, he's. Got one over on you And the sign ball stays here Hardline Sean Oh no worries well Good man that was Sean and Paisley You'll have your chance to beat the pundit Tomorrow night At the same time Keep mm-hmm. the calls coming in then So much reaction to be had from yesterday On the day Where did it go right Where did it go wrong What about the bigger picture Celtic fans Does this impact Neil Lennon What about next season Rangers fans Is this a sign that you can compete for silverware When the new campaign starts Let us know on the phones or on Twitter But let's go straight to Paisley And speak to Andrew McLean Who's watching what will be a massive game At the bottom tonight Andrew Yeah good evening A lovely night here for what you say Is a massive game at the bottom At the Simple Digital Arena Both sides scrapping to stay out of that Relegation playoff spot And both of their fates could be sealed tonight Depending on the result Hamilton will they sit in 10th They're four points above St Mirren who currently occupy that spot, so nothing less than a win will do for Oren Kearney's side. If they don't get it, they'll be facing either Dundee United or Inverness in a two-legged tie with their Premiership status on the line, but if they do get all three points, they'll drag Hamilton right back down into it, and it's all to play for going into the final weekend of the season. As for team news, it's one change for St Mirren from that draw against Motherwell last time out. Ryan Flynn drops out, and Kyle Mogenis comes in. It's a 4-3-3 for them. Vaclav Hladke in goal. It's a back four of Paul McGinn, Mihai Popescu, Gary McKenzie and Matteo Muzi. The midfield three, Stephen McGinn, Brad Lyons and Kyle McGenis with Kyle McAllister and Simeon Jackson either side of Danny Mullen. The substitutes, Holmes, Ferdinand, Baird, Hodson, Flynn, Cook and Nason. And for Hamilton, will they make one change as well? It's in goal. Ryan Fulton drops out with an injury and in comes Gary Woods. They're playing with a 4-4-2. Gary Woods in goal. It's a back four of Aaron McGowan, Alex Gogic, Ziggy Gordon and Scott McMahon. A diamond in midfield. Regan Mimnaw is sitting in front of the back four. Scott Martin and Darian McKinnon in front of him. Tony Andrew just in behind the strikers who are Marius Ogbo and George Oakley. The substitutes, Marston, Emery, Davis, Miller, Smith, Hamilton and Soa. And the referee for this one is the Scottish Cup final referee, as you heard, and beat the pundit. That's Willie Collum. I still say I'd rather be Brian Rice than Oren Kearney, even mm-hmm. though Oren Kearney has home advantage. I think that four-point advantage that the Yakis have over St Mirren is massive when you're at the penultimate game of the season stage. So I'm not saying the Yakis will play for a draw, I think they're capable of getting something out of their night in Paisley and that will be 
Good night Vienna Let's hear from both managers Oran Kearney's the home boss So we'll do him first I think our performances have been good And the, and the consistency and standard performances Have been really good in the last As I said five, six games in particular So for us it's been out And making sure that Probably in a more pressurised situation That we can go and deliver that same type of performance again And that's that's the aim for us I wouldn't say there's a huge amount of pressure For us I think the pressure's off Where um, I think in September If you'd offered me this scenario That number one We'd have guaranteed a playoff by this stage um, you know, I'd a bit your arm off for it in September, October time. So uh, we're probably in bonus territory at the minute. Um, and whilst that opportunity is, is still there to go and try and, and stay up outright, um, of course we're going to go and chase it as hard as we can. That's Oren Kearney up against Brian Rice this evening. I've looked. I've scored a lot of late goals, so that tells you they're fine. They're fighting for the manager. They're fighting for the club, the fans. But I know that anyway. I've been at St. Man. I know what it means to the, the players there. I know the characters they've got in there. They will fight to the very end. Same as my boys will fight to the very end, so it's, it's, it's a game to enjoy, not to dread, to enjoy. If nobody's up for this game, they shouldn't be playing. Simple as that. It's going to be a great game, it's a Monday night, it's on the TV, there's a lot at stake. What more can you ask for? You know, you want to be partying, you want to be playing. These playoff positions are huge, Alex. I mean, if, I, if yeah. it doesn't go St Mirren's way tonight... You're going to be really disappointed But you can't afford to wallow in that disappointment Because you don't have long to pick yourself up And try and, and properly stay in the division with the playoffs So there, there's really a lot at stake Absolutely, I think the next couple of games are massive for St Mirren But you have to say the recent form gone And I was just looking there The last six games have taken nine points Two wins, three draws, not not too bad So they're, they're in form They'll go into this game with confidence And saying that Brian Rice has got three draws and a win as well Six points out of their last six So it's quite nip and tuck It'll go to the wire And uh, But I would like to say That if I'm in any position It would be um, Brian Rice Four points already What do you make of what we heard From Oren Kearney Hugh Because he was 11th When they took over It was only What was it Four or five games Into the season yeah. I mean They are still 11th But he says he would have You know Taken your hand off For a playoff spot Is, is that just trying to Sort of keep a lid on On expectations Play things down Is, is that a mind game I don't think so I think he just speaks From the heart Or Ankeny When he when he came in The club seemed to be In disarray The manager had been Toppled after four games uh, To be fair And honest No one had heard Of Oran Kearney really uh, He then started off By getting a draw Against Celtic Which was a, a Great platform But the platform Collapsed underneath him On more than one occasion So He's happy to take his chances He's happy not to be Dundee And yep. be down already So He's got two games In which To pull off The great escape uh, And I wish him well I just say I would rather be In Brian Rice's shoes though At kick off time Yeah I think What he means by that Gordon Is at one point They actually looked as if They were going to be More automatic relegation And that this current form Has actually dragged them away From that mire but because of the appointment of Brian Rice, we have to remember, you know, some of the form that he's had. He's produced some unbelievable going up to Aberdeen 2 0 wins. Mm-hmm. Other games are getting beat three and four now. So that you know, at least he's given them a fighting chance. And if you said to Brian Rice when he came in, you'd be four points ahead going into the last two games, he'd bit the hand off you. Well one four one nine five one one oh two five. If you've any thoughts on that game, let's be having them. We're at Clyde SSB on Twitter as well. So as Andrew McLean says, by the end of the night we could know. Who is going to be in that playoff place? Well, certainly if it's St Mirren. St Mirren need a win at home to Hamilton this evening. Let's go back on the phones though. Willie is in Hamilton, but he's a Rangers fan. Hi, Willie. How's it going, guys? All right? Great show as always. Thank you, Willie. What's your point tonight? Uh, My point is, right, so uh, I was looking over the internet today and I was looking obviously uh, online and that. uh, And it's about the scores that players got yesterday. Uh, 
So quite rightly so, I thought Katic uh, uh, got seven, uh, Flanagan got six because of his incident and that. Now, Carl Rangers players got eights, but I do I, I cannot fathom right to see where uh, Edward got an eight. I didn't even know he was on the pitch yesterday. I just don't understand where. What, what, what paper was this in, Wally? Wally, what paper was this in? It was. It was actually on uh, the Sky review of the of the game. All right. Well, that's just one man's opinion or one woman's opinion. Uh, I I agree with you that if if I had been doing the the man by man markings as they're known in the trade, uh, I wouldn't have given Edward. Uh, anything like an 8 out of 10 He only came to life at the very end When he set up the chance that Ollie Burke Somehow managed to squander uh, But, you know, I, I've told this story before In newspapers you get into more trouble Over man-by-man markings than anything else You know, how could you give him a 6? Who was it that had a proper go at you for uh, it? Scott Mike, Brown, was it no? No, 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 no Oh, Scotty and I fought about much more important things than that Uh it was Michael O'Neill Oh so the, it was uh, Sorry the, that's right It was Michael The Northern O'Neill. Ireland manager I, I couldn't get him off the phone What uh, did you give him? I, I, I think four? I, no, no I think I did give him a six But he felt he was an eight <laughs> uh, you, know, you know It's a harmless Piece of trivia You know You give players Marks out of ten And to be honest If you're asked to mark Let's say that Each team uses its three subs You're being asked to mark 28 players In a one Mm. How can you properly assess 28 players in one go? Right, Willie, let's say you were doing the markings then. Who would be the top man for Rangers yesterday? Definitely Arfield, uh, followed by, uh, I'd probably go for Kamara in the midfield. Uh, then I'd go for Tavernier and probably Goldson at the back. Yeah, what have you made of Scott Arfield's contribution, Alex, particularly of late? The, the system change has clearly suited him when Morelos doesn't play. Defoe does. Um, it allows Scott Arfield to score more goals, essentially, or, or, or attack more often. Yeah. He got the hat-trick against Motherwell. He got one against Hearts. He got one yesterday yep. as well. That's all within the space of the last six, six games. games so. five, five in the last six games scored. And uh, I've done my research before the show, as we always do. And... Uh, <laughs> A dozen goals for midfield we, we, we speak about young Turnbull And young Ferguson I think if you get a midfielder That's contributing When he signed for Rangers I always felt as if He was uh, going to be a big player Purely for the point of view He has played at a good level He's at a good age He's got a good energy And a good understanding of the game I have to be honest with you I, I didn't quite see him playing this More advanced role That he's like an inside right here oh. Running beyond the striker And things And listen He's, he's taking to it like a duck, duck to water rather Because of the five goals in the last six games But he brings a lot to the table And uh, as I said he, These guys Without being disrespectful To the last group of players And the one prior to that At Rangers They look a lot more Up for the for the fight They can compete against Celtic And you know If Rangers can attract players Of that quality I feel as if they've got A lot more closer What about the bigger picture Willie That's what everyone's Looking at from a Rangers perspective Is is this a sign of anything? It might not be, but the question's there. Is this a sign of what's to come? What what can Rangers do next season? What are your thoughts on it? To be honest, I don't think we can be done at this game yesterday. I know I know we've we beat them at uh, about New Year time. They've beat us and then obviously we brought them back to Ibrox and beat them again. However, I was quite disappointed that the that was near their full step side out yesterday. They were that 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 side were always going to be there for the taking. Uh, but congratulations to them. They they are the league champions. Uh, however, 
I, I, I was quite disappointed they never put their full strength side out yesterday. Well, that, well, that wasn't through choice. You know, that's because James Forrest and Kieran Tierney were uh, injured. Uh, so I'm sure Neil Lennon would rather have had the two of them. Uh, but that's what happens if football players get injured. Yeah, I mean, Alex, it was nothing out with what you can expect in a in a football match. Play, players do get injured. Yes, Forrest yes. and Tierney are very good. Yes, they would have made a big. Well, you you think you imagine they would have made a big difference yeah. to Celtic, but but that that's that's just what happens. It's not like Celtic put out a, a reserve team and and took their foot off the gas. No, I, listen. When you're looking at the the game yesterday, Gordon, you're looking at the Player of the Year in Scotland, the PFA Player of the Year, and Tierney, the best left back in in the country by far. And when you take the type of players out of that team, the opposition get a lift first and foremost. When you look at a team sheet and you see the two guys are out, you're going, who's coming in? The guys that come in didn't quite live up to the kind of standards that have been set and you know it was an opportunity miss for them but it, there's no way that they were left out by choice because Neil Lennon would have been absolutely mm. desperate to win that game yesterday Thanks Willie and Hamilton Tony's next up he's in Clarkston Hi Tony Hello how are you doing Gordon? Good thanks Tony what Hello. did you take away from yesterday then what's your point tonight? Well I tell you I usually phone in about referees and I thought, uh, I thought Clancy had a very very poor game yesterday I think he was uh, he bottled it against a huge Rangers crowd the first thing is that Defoe was a definite bookie. Definite booking for driving. He was looking straight at it. And the Flanagan, the, the Flanagan was a straight red card. And I, would, I agree with say, Scott Brown and Lenny. I think Rangers with eight players would have still won the game. But I still think Clancy got mm. two major decisions wrong. So this was when Defoe was higher in the first half, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, he was trying to buy himself a penalty. Yeah. And he, he only succeeded in injuring himself. Clancy, Clancy was looking straight at it, you know. So, I mean, he got that wrong, and I think he was uh, swayed by the crowd, and also because of the Flanagan thing, I think, again, he was looking straight at it, and how he never gave a red card. And I agree with Lenny and Brown, they would never have won the game, even if Rangers were down to eight, the way they were playing. Mm. But yeah. I still think Clancy bothered it. I'm just wondering what the panel think. Well, we said at the time, definitely a red card offence. Uh, the referee's looking at it and does decide to take action. He does see it and he decides to take action. It's a yellow card. I just couldn't fathom why it was a yellow card. It seemed to me straightforward. Flanagan had no intention of looking at the ball, playing the ball. He just kept his eye on Scott Brown. Saw him coming, 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 coming and bang. And for me, red card. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have any complaints about that, Gordon. You see it time after time where if it's round about the facial error, then it results in a red card. Uh, the It's interesting when you when you listen to Tony there talking about, oh, it should have been a definite yellow card. Now, if my memory serves me right, in the early exchanges, Johnny Hayes dragged someone back. There was somebody in the midfield, I think, from a range pulled back. I actually thought he let her quite a lot of things go where he could easily have pulled them back and booked oh. people. Uh, and I think it was consistent. The, mm. the one main decision would have been the John Flanagan. Other than that, I thought he actually done all right. Yeah, I mean, that's that what we're here for. We are here to analyse these things. When you start looking for for bookings and stuff, it does become difficult. I think you're close to straws. There are so many. What, what, so in the aftermath of uh, one of these games, Celtic Rangers or Rangers Celtic, you are in the box looking for a penalty. You know, and the amount of guys that have been booked this this year for that kind of thing, and the dive was a terrific dive. I must say, one of the best I've seen. But anyway, you, you've. Said yourself, Tony, these things had nothing at all to do with the outcome of the match. But when these two teams meet, we and the rest of the media world are obliged to go over everything. And I mean everything in forensic detail. Uh, because as soon as you get rid of one topic, somebody brings up 
another one about mm. another real or imagined uh, grievance. All we can really do is try and get inside Kevin Clancy's head. I mean, it's, it's not easy. So we, we don't know specifically what he saw or what he didn't see. He was in a good position for John Flanagan's incident with Scott Brown, Alex. Yep. Um, now, remember, the test for violent conduct, if you like, is slightly different when it's to the body or to the face. Yep. Therefore, can we assume, never use that word, but can we assume that Kevin Clancy maybe thinks it was the chest rather than the chin? I don't know <laughs> that's, no, that's about no, all you can really go on Gordon Because see, he does look at it He knows that Flanagan does something Yes But it's yellow instead of red See see where I was in the gantry And I'm looking Pretty much above Kevin Clancy And then to the incident Right along towards the, the, the post area Hugh John Flanagan's the other side Of that He can clearly see there's a coming together But he can't see through the back of Scott Brown To see whether it's the top of the chest Or the bottom of the chin That's it Now the other argument to that would be The linesman who's looking right along the line Should help across But again you're maybe looking at the ball Is it coming in So you're looking up at the ball And then you're looking at players Are you going to catch all this I'm not exactly sure And then we've had a few tweets in From from Rangers fans Saying if you're going to mention this Make sure you mention Simunovic on the foe Hugh's getting slaughtered Because he said earlier The footage was inconclusive But we're not talking about the, We're just talking about Simply what was shown in telly It isn't as clear It's not quite no. as clear You can't see the, 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 the one I seen on Twitter Was from the The cameras from the main stand And Jermaine Defoe Is the other side Of Simunovic So he's clearly put his arm Across him You know But I, I'm not exactly sure Whether he's caught him in the face The chest He's just kind of Used his body to usher him forward Or caught him if, You just don't know So finish slaughtering me And get into slaughtering <laughs> Alec Ray now <laughs> Thank you very much Tony in Clarkson Here's an interesting competition for you This might interest some of you runners out there Or maybe you want to become mm. a runner Or maybe you want to just give it to someone As a present Because the men's 10k in Glasgow Takes place this Father's Day Sunday the 16th of June Maybe you could give it as a Father's Day gift If you don't want to use it yourself uh, It starts at the Riverside Museum Near Partick Finishes at George Square So it's a cracking route You get to take in uh, the city centre And thanks to the Men's 10k Glasgow We're giving you a nice wee package So we're going to give you free entry To the race To the Men's 10k A jacket A beanie A t-shirt A running belt A pair of laces So it's a decent price Probably. Worth a fair bit of money You can keep it yourself Or you could give it to someone as a gift All you have to do though Is guess who's scoring this goal Now It is a running competition uh-huh. So naturally We've speeded the commentary up See if you can guess Oh <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to have to play that again Listen carefully Do you know what this commentary is? There we go Which player scored that goal? 0141 951 1025 Give us a call right now And that running package The men's 10k package Could be yours You only have until the end of the break Call us now Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. Big Monday night football between St Mirren and Hamilton in the battle to stay in the Premiership. Plenty more time for your reaction to yesterday's game at Ibrooks as well. I feel like I've got a list here, Hugh Evans. Oh, There's yeah. a full time teaser coming up for oh, you, yeah. which oh, is a cracker. But first let's do this Because it's the men's 10k in Glasgow Father's Day Sunday the 16th of June Starting at the Riverside Museum Finishing at George Square And we are giving you a fantastic running package Thanks to men's 10k Glasgow A jacket, a beanie, a t-shirt, a running belt, laces And entry to the race So that's worth quite a bit of money You might want to keep it yourself Or you might want to give it as a gift All you had to do was tell us 
Who scored this goal? It's a running competition, so we've speeded it up. I really want someone to get this right quickly because I don't think I can listen to that in my earphones again. First up tonight is Michael McKeever. He's from Kirkluck. How are you tonight, Michael? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? All right? Yes, good. Thanks, Michael. Who scored that goal? I think it was uh, James McFadden against France. It was James McFadden against France. Well done. The men's 10k package is yours. Are you a runner yourself or are you giving it to someone else? Uh, I've started again running. I did a marathon for my 40th, so uh, I'll get back into it again. Which one? I did the Belfast one. Belfast. That's the easiest one, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So I, but yeah. You're going to one area or another Pretty interesting Alex You try it I'm, I just said to the guys I'm actually looking to do London next year for, uh, for my 50th I'm looking to do my first marathon Brilliant Well done Michael You can go along Take pl- take part in the men's 10k Glasgow We've given you the goodie bag as well Hope you enjoy it Excellent Thank you yeah, Good man back. That was Michael In Carluk If you want sign up details Go to Clyde1.com But we'll give this away uh, On the, the rest of this week as well So stay tuned for that If you want to phone us For footballing purposes If you're on for the men's 10k Forget it until tomorrow But for football 01419511025 Here's tonight's teaser okay yes. mm-hmm. um, I'm giving Graham Robertson the credit for it Because he sent in a, a, a sort of similar question And we couldn't use it previously So Graham Robertson thank you This is kind of your question Nine old firm players Have won PFA Or the football writers young player of the year Since 2000 So nine players Who've won the PFA or the Football Writers Young Player of the Year since 2000? So they have to have been with Celtic or Rangers at the time. Won it three in a row, I think. Yep. Uh, McGregor, Forrest, Forrest. Yes, McGregor. No. Hmm. Uh, the Bailey. 2000. No. Barry Ferguson. No. Charlie Adam. No. Chris Boyd No Okay you can play along with us On Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's see if you can get the answers To this question Nine players have won The PFA Scotland Or the Football Writers Young Player of the Year Award Since 2000 And been with Rangers or Celtic Celtic or Rangers At the time James Forrest Kieran Tierney We're looking for seven more Let's speak to Gary and Kosaith Hi Gary Hi there early panel Hi Gary As a Celtic fan Have you Calm down from yesterday What did you make of it yesterday And what about with the benefit of a, a day to think about it um, I was pretty Really gutted yesterday to be honest But to be honest I, I kind of expected it um, Before the match started And when I saw the lineup, I just had a feeling that Rangers would would win it um, Whereas previously I've always been pretty confident um, I just think the team They lack An option to they lack an energy um, especially in the midfield area, um, I think we miss we miss Ryan Christie a lot because when he plays, he brings a he's got that an energy where he's closes down. Watching the game yesterday, there was we just sat off them. There was no urgency to win the ball back. Even when we lost the ball, I don't counted how many times when Edward lost the ball, and he's just jogging. Um, and and an old firm game, it's just I thought it was a bit it's, it's a disgrace. Yeah, the fans paying the money to go and watch that. Um, and as a club It doesn't matter If we're on for the treble treble And I know As you're saying People are saying It was a meaningless game For Celtic No I think any game's meaningless When it comes to Especially an old firm No um, all, all that meaningless stuff Was just nonsense But um, you know, You've highlighted the fact that uh, Ryan Christie You could add him to the Tierney 
uh, and to Forest. Uh, you know, it's a lot for Celtic to contend with. However, the problem was half of them looked intimidated, and the other half looked disinterested, and yeah. that that's what's going to have to be addressed uh, by the next Celtic manager, whether it's Neil Lennon or whoever it will be. Alex, you've played the game many yeah. times, and you can stop me if I'm wrong. My impression would be that players are very rarely disinterested. I mean, they can look it and they can appear for a number of reasons. Um, I'm not saying everyone, you might find the odd one who is genuinely disinterested, but is that because they don't like the way the game's going? I don't know, Rangers have stifled them, Celtic can't get into the rhythm, and, and, and that's where that comes from. I said at the, the start of the show, Gordon, for me, it was the way Rangers went about it. They had Celtic on the back foot right for the off. I think the shape also had a bearing in it because the players looked to me as if they were devoid of ideas. They weren't comfortable with it. They couldn't get close to Rangers. And then Rangers started to dictate play. So when you've been in a game, it looks as, particularly when a team's been so dominant, it looks as if you're disinterested. But you're not telling me the guys are not trying. I just don't buy that. And on the, the upside is when you get a goal after a minute, it gives you that extra yard. It gives you the confidence. You've got 50,000 fans behind you. And they didn't respond at all. I think that would be the thing. The lack of urgency, the lack of desire. From the Celtic And that comes from Neil Lennon Any pass marks at all Gary? I think um, The only one that showed a bit of graph Was willing to make a tackle I'd say probably Johnny Hayes um, Scott Brown did as well but Just summoning some of the players They looked scared They looked frightened Because Rangers were In our faces And so, like, Players like Tom Rogic I don't even know what's happened In the last couple of months They just Hardly touch the ball And he looks So unfit Yeah that, well that, that's the, the problem If a player is unfit It's inside his head as well He knows he's not fit enough To be Involved in a match Of that calibre How much blame goes To the players Individually Alex And how much is it A tactical problem Because Yeah I'm, I'm not for a second Saying He was wrong I'm, Tom Rogic Wasn't good yesterday yeah. But it wasn't like he was making mistakes You didn't see him you, you, you didn't see him Celtic couldn't get the ball to him Same with Oliver Burke We know yeah. he's quick How many times did he find himself One-on-one with someone to run at? None Maybe once yeah, Twice at the very tried ve- to run the line one time He got a corner But it, other than the very that most, So is that their fault individually Or is that a tactical problem That Celtic haven't created these openings For these players? It was a combination of both Gordon When you look at some of the players on show yesterday You look at Johnny Hayes Hasn't played a great deal of football Mikey Johnson hasn't played since in months at this level Burke hasn't kicked a ball uh, But he's absolutely right In terms of uh, Tom Rogic He's come back in January uh, He hasn't get, There was a game That we actually watched There was a ball down the line After his first couple of games back And it looked as if He was torn a caravan He has not got back up to speed uh, So I think there's a combination Of players not being the, the, You know A sharpness Plus I think The kind of way mm. The game The dynamics Of how it was panning out Neil Lennon says They've made sloppy mistakes Recently And Rangers were good enough To capitalise on them no, I think in the main since uh, since January the players have been fantastic, but there have been moments in games along the way where I've not been happy, and I've I've, I've touched on it before about the style of play and against better opposition you, you get done if you keep making the same sloppy mistakes and um, you know two minutes in the game you're thinking right fine one they'll settle but we never really settled we never really as an attacking uh, unit we weren't very good today at all we like a lot of quality and and like I say. Desire. You can talk just up tactics all you want. We started with a three, changed it, went with a four, didn't make any impact at all. If you don't have it, if you don't want it enough, then you're going to lose the game, which we did today. How are you getting on with this teaser? We're looking for nine players who've won the PFA Scotland or the Football Writers Young Player of the Year 
Since 2000 You've got Tierney and Forrest so far McGeady and uh, Maloney Hugh Keevans are, are you bringing anything? Paddy Roberts? No mm. What about Chris Burke? No I'm thinking about Rangers Are you Are you Saying that McGeady and Maloney are correct? Yeah Yeah. Alan Hutton? No <sighs> Okay Give you some more thinking time Robert is a Rangers fan in Cardonald Hi Robert Hello there How you doing? I'm good Robert How are you? Not too bad thanks Good What's your point? Yeah, it was about well, it was about some of the songs that were sung at the at the game on Sunday. Probably one song in particular which st- stood out. Song singing about ex uh, Celtic players, uh, you know, the Lisbon Lions. You know, it's very. You know, I was sitting on the couch with my six-year-old, and you know, you know, I was he- hearing it. You know, and I couldn't believe I was he- hearing it. You know, it made me a wee bit sick. You know. Yeah, that there were. <laughs> Let me state right away that the singing at Ibrooks yesterday was a bitter disappointment. It was shameful. And that particular song was worst of all because we at Super Scoreboard were contacted over the weekend by Paul Chalmers, who is the son of Stevie Chalmers. And he wanted us through this programme to convey the Chalmers family's thanks to Rangers Football Club for the wreath that was sent to the church at St Mary's in the Carlton when uh, Stevie was laid to rest. They asked us to thank Rangers Football Club and they also asked us to thank the Rangers supporters for the messages of condolence which the family had received. And of course, we are happy to do so. And isn't it awful, Robert, that while the Chalmers family are asking us to thank Rangers Football Club and those Rangers supporters who offered messages of condolence, that thousands of people We're not talking about a minority here Thousands of people were singing yeah, that awful song Yeah, I mean I've seen a video previously A couple of weeks ago You know, it was maybe like a dozen or so You know, like the Rangers are play, playing abroad You know, but See, to see it live on Sky, Sky Sports You know, it's very disheartening I also Especially, wonder uh, Sorry to interrupt Robert I also wonder how Stephen Gerrard feels You know, here is a man who has come up here to work very hard on Rangers' behalf to to re-energise and restore the club to a better place in Scottish football. What he must think of all this nonsense, I would not know. Alex? Uh, no, I totally agree. Uh, when I uh, heard it as well, it's, it's so, as I said, it's so disheartening, uh, Gordon. It shouldn't happen. Uh, I, I spoke on the show that when John Gregg went down to Billy McNeil's uh, you know, when we had the tribute and the the, the reefs and whatnot, I, th- I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I thought it showed class. And then when you hear this a couple of weeks later, it just mm. kind of leaves a sour mm. taste in your mouth. And it's just not acceptable. You know, the Rangers are returning to a high profile place in Scottish football after many years going through the lower divisions. And it's a very exciting time for their supporters. The job is far from done, but, the, you know. Next season, surely if you want to have a team capable of winning the championship, surely you could find other songs to sing. Robert? Yeah, would I be able to come in? Yeah, I mean, it's not just yesterday. I mean, you could probably, you could probably, I mean, you heard it yourself. There's probably, a, there's probably maybe another four, five, six songs that really shouldn't have sung, you know. And we're, we're going back to, you know, there's a few other teams in the league singing songs about ma- managers shouldn't be sung, you know. I mean, I remember... 
song been sung about uh, Tommy Burns, you know, and it's just it's just kind of carried on, you know. I mean, it's not getting it's not getting much better. Yeah, well, that's, that Robert makes a fair point. You, it's the latest in a, a long list of different types of things that we've been disappointed about. Let's not kid ourselves. Many different sets of fans have, have been guilty of various different things this season, and it's yeah. always the reaction to it is often as telling as the the action itself. Because yeah. take a look at social media. Yeah, not everyone. Thinks it's wrong Not well, everyone is sorry exactly. Not everyone is regretful and, and again I'm not just talking about this I'm talking about every time Something yeah. like this happens mm-hmm. and People I, I, think it's okay I wouldn't touch social media For the rest of this evening Because of Robert's call Because on social media Robert will be accused Of not being a Ranger supporter uh, And we will be accused Of highlighting What happened yesterday And not highlighting Other games But Robert's call was timely because, as I said, the Chalmers family, through Paul Chalmers, asked Super Scoreboard to thank Rangers Football Club for the wreath sent to St Mary's in the Carlton and to thank those Rangers supporters, upstanding, proper Rangers supporters, who offered messages of condolence to the Chalmers family. Thank you, Robert and Cardonald. Any more on the teaser? Nine players who've won the PFA Scotland or Football Writers Young Player of the Year since 2000 and been at Celtic or Rangers at the time. You've got Maloney, McGeady and Tierney. Chris Burke. Alex already said him. Danny Wilson. Yes, Danny Wilson. Oh, big Dan. So that's your first Rangers one. Yes. (laughs) First, that means there's more here. (laughs) Um, I know what you two need. Thinking time. And we've got kick-off in Paisley next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. They've got work to do on the teaser. We're looking for nine players who've won the PFA Scotland or Football Writers Young Player of the Year since 2000 and been with Rangers or Celtic at the time. You've got Sean Maloney, Aidan McGeady, mm. Kieran Tierney and James Forrest from Celtic. You've got Danny Wilson from Rangers. And you've got four still to get. We're struggling. <laughs> I can see that. Oh. No guesses at all? No. Just if it makes any difference. You've got one more Rangers to get, three more Celtic. Darnody? No. Mm. Okay, we are about to kick off between St Mirren and Hamilton. Remember, St Mirren need to win. To try and prolong their fight their, their attempts to stay out of the relegation playoff If Hamilton get anything Tonight in Paisley St Mirren will be in the playoffs And uh, that will be nervy times for all involved Match prediction Alex? I'm going to go for 1-1 Gordon So the Ackies to do the business essentially yes. Hugh Keevans? St Mirren nil, Ackies 1 Ooh, You've got them written off yeah. as well This coming from the man who got the score prediction Bang on yesterday oh. I had to laugh at, at all the tweets that were coming in yesterday Going, oh Celtic get beat Hugh Keevans will be raging These people <laughs> do not know how much joy this fella takes From getting a score prediction right You've seen the smile on his face every, time. every blue moon he gets one right I know exactly, I, I broke the habit of a lifetime No, I think, I think On the day, could, on the day got, that Rangers play Celtic You got a knacker up this season as well yeah, didn't you? But on the day that Rangers play Celtic I would never go out at night but my son is up visiting from Brighton and my son-in-law and he had gone to a public house. And they asked me after our programme was over to go and I'd, I really went thinking, fearing the worst. But everyone was very nice, very kind. And we were getting home by car. My daughter came to pick us up 
And as the drinkers outside in the sunshine, as I got to go into the car, a table stood up and started to chant, Specky Tubes, Specky Tubes, Specky Tubes. <laughs> That's all your pals. <laughs> yeah, that was his son and his son in law. Yeah, Anyway, I still can't think of any young Celtic and Rangers players. All right, uh, we're underway. Simmering against Hamilton. We'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens. Still time for more calls on yesterday's game at Ibrox, I'm sure. Any other big footballing points jump Kermanuk. out at you from the weekend? Yep, Kamarnock moving back into third place. Uh, still in queue to try and nick that automatic uh, European place, Gordon. And of course, you. We are manager down. Maybe not. Entirely surprising no, I don't know Maybe it was no. Jim McIntyre Is no longer the Dundee boss To be fair Any manager Who'd lost 10 games In the bounds And been relegated Was always going to be Under severe pressure And I, I like Jim And I think he's Capable of doing Good work Dundee just Didn't work out For him And it can be Like that sometimes You know Managers can Go to a club With a Previously good CV And it just Doesn't happen for them and uh, I think that in Kenny Miller Dundee may have uh, A natural replacement If they care to go down that road I mean, Kenny's 39 now It's not as if You're appointing a kid uh, And I think he would be The front runner for the job Whoever gets the job Gordon uh, Will have a substantial budget At that level They've still got the parachute They've got uh, American backers uh, They have thrown money at it So it's a job that You'll just clean the place out Try and get the best players And then try and get them back out of that division At the first time of asking Because that's really when you have to do it Because if you get languish in there for a few years uh, You know the parachute goes And then all of a sudden it becomes a chore Nothing on the teaser? No <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can I steer you in the right direction? Jackie Mac, Nara, Jackie Mac No and no Who is the holder of the young player of the year? Kane James. James I mean it's been a whole week Since he got the award Oh right It was uh, The young player was Kent Dear oh dear Ryan Kent Come on Hugh Right you've got three to get I've, and I've, all, I've already gave you five You've got three to get And they're all Celtic players <laughs> Or, or for, former Celtic players I should say Frank is in Springburn Hi Frank How you doing guys Hi Frank What did you make of yesterday then Yeah, I thought it was a disgrace uh, But can I just say Can I just thank uh, Athletical Bill Bow? For their class yesterday when they, they invited Wilmot Neil's daughter and John Clark over to receive an award for Big Billy for the one club thing. Yeah. And it was it was absolute sheer class. Which was the total opposite that happened yesterday at that place when because the last call he stole my thunder with the, with the disgraceful songs. That that was my first point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean I think you pretty much said what what you had to say on it, Hugh. I don't know if you've yeah, got much you else know, to add. We we have a problem in this country with this kind of thing. Uh, and yesterday was a, a bad example of it. And before anyone shouts and balls, I am aware that it goes on at other grounds as well. As I say, we have a problem with this in Scotland. But it was particularly sad because in the week, we've been contacted by Paul Chalmers asking to pass on the Chalmers family thanks to, to Rangers Football Club for the wreath sent to St Mary's Church on the day of Stevie's funeral. So it's particularly sad. We're just simply highlighting what took place yesterday. It's been a brilliant season here on, on the field. I don't think anyone can deny that. But almost, you know, the number of clubs that have got misdemeanours against their name for, for fan behaviour or songs or various other things, 
People, no, people we're beyond. We should be beyond saying, "Ah, but it's them." And, and why? Why are you not talking about them? And, and I never heard you mention this. You, you've got to be beyond that stuff, otherwise the, the, it never the never goes thing, forward. The other thing I would say: uh, people challenge you, almost threaten you to bring it up. Uh, do they think for one second that anyone approves of that kind of thing, in whichever ground it takes place? Do they think? For one second mm. That we approve it We abhor it Wherever it takes place Frank what about the football? Uh, well I thought the, my, my fellow Celtic supporters Were saying that The, the game didn't matter yesterday Because we won the league Well I can tell you It mattered to me And it mattered to thousands like me These players yesterday Played as if it didn't matter to them And it was an absolute disgrace Well those same players um, Have for the last three years Accumulated eight trophies. It might be nine yeah, on the twenty fifth of May. So, so they uh, they they have given their all for Celtic. But yesterday, uh, psychologically, if it's one game you can't do in it's yesterday. Well, that's what they've done. Yeah, as I say, half of them seemed intimidated, and the other half seemed not to care. Uh, so it's for the permanent manager of Celtic to sort out uh, in the. the Next season uh, They will have been told In no uncertain terms By Neil Lennon That it was unacceptable And that the only way That footballers can Atone for something like that Is to Go to Hamden On the 25th of May And make sure that Celtic Win the Scottish Cup And therefore The treble treble Okay thank you to Frank And Springburn We'll have to leave it there Because we're running out of time Six minutes on the clock St Mirren nil Hamilton nil George Oakley for Hamilton Aki's misses An absolute sitter Alex Ray yeah, I was. I couldn't believe what I was watching. There was a ball. He took it round the goalkeeper on his left foot. He took an eternity and then ballooned it over the bar. So Miriam right up the park and young Kyle McGuinness. You'd expect him just to kind of side foot it into the corner again. He's ballooned it over the bar. Two great opportunities. Tonight's question is this: Nine players have won the PFA Scotland or Football Writers Young Player of the Year award since two thousand. And played with Rangers or Celtic at the time You've got Maloney, McGeady, uh, Danny Wilson, James Forrest, Ryan Kent, Kieran Tierney Stefan Johansson? No, he was the main player, not the young player Wanyama? Nope Kyle? So there are three Celtic players you're looking for One Scott, two Europeans hmm. One Scott, two Europeans Okay, European defender but it was his pal oh. that's gone on to have all the accolades Jason Denier Jason Denier <laughs> Well done Jason Denier And the other two we're going now We're going way back to the beginning of this time frame If I give you this one's nationality He'll nail it 2000 Bulgarian Petrov Stan Petrov Stan Petrov And the last one is a Scot He joined Celtic from Motherwell It would have been uh, Sighting You know um, I played him. <laughs> Where? I think I played him with Scotland. Mm, no, I not sure. Ones. Nah, ages off. McKinley, Tosh. Um... No, 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 no. I think he went down to Derby after that. <laughs> Scored in the playoffs. I'm sure it was Derby. Why well, can't I remember specifically? Initial time. Yeah. SP. Or Stephen Pearson Stephen Pearson Thank you Alex and Hugh We're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock With Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Callum Gallagher is, Ryan Borthwick I should say Is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors
Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com.